0: Oh, me? This time? This is Cory, and this is The the Anthem Podcast.
1: Good afternoon, everybody. It's Rob. Welcome to episode 337. No, 367? 367? 337. We've done a lot of these episodes already <laughs> of The the Anthem Podcast. Coming to you from the hashtag OTALA Studios, high above the 110 freeway in downtown Los Angeles, California. Thank you for joining us.
0: We start with sad news out of Washington. Uh, Supreme Court Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg passed away over the weekend Uh, Both of us, Rob and I, are both uh, saddened by the news. And Mm. uh, uh, right now we're trying to figure out exactly how this country manages to (laughs) survive in this uh, incredibly fraught atmosphere that we found ourselves in. But uh, before we get into any of that, uh, we figured we'd do what not a whole lot of news coverage seems to have been doing, which is actually talk about uh, Ginsburg's legacy, uh, what she means to uh, the law, to the court. And to America as a whole. So uh, uh, I guess the the thing that always uh, stuck with me first about Ginsburg was not, was her legacy in bringing cases to the Supreme Court. Uh, She was the the first woman, right, who brought a case to the Supreme Court? I can't remember exactly. You're fixing me right now. Yes, indeed she was. And then she brought an additional two if I remember correctly, it was like a total uh, so of three that she brought to the to the high court.
1: Far more than that. But than uh, th- yes, uh, three are like the the infamous cases that. Okay. she brought. Uh And the, those three are big deal because she was the main litigator uh, rather than being one of several. Right. Um, and it was unheard of at the time for a woman to come and be the uh, spokesperson of a team. To the court itself. So in the late 60s, mid 60s. Wow. Maybe earlier than that. I think it was in the the, uh, late 60s. She basically said, "Uh, no, I'm a member of the D.C. bar. Uh, I'm barred to the Supreme Court. That's what it takes. I'm going to be the one who argues this case. I think they need to hear from a woman about women's issues. So she did. Yeah. And um, she continued on after that. But uh, what I think she found, uh, and it kind of goes to the discussion we had before, but it became about her and that was never her intention. She wanted it to be about this is the case we are bringing. Mm -hmm. And so if she could not be the person talking. Right. It was less about her and more about the issue. So she just helped other helped on a team of getting stuff to the Supreme Court.
0: But I mean, like, you know, if you're a lawyer and you have. A case in the Supreme Court. Yes, it is a huge deal. My my grandfather uh, had a had a case in front of the Supreme Court once, and that's a really big deal. I mean, like we it, it was it was in his obituary that he argued in front of the Supreme Court, uh, and to do it multiple times and to even be involved in the periphery on more yeah. of those cases, like it, it's it's an incredible legacy and just her sheer determination and force of will. Uh, she was in uh, Harvard, where not many women were allowed, and they were all treated like second-class citizens. Uh, specifically, told by the dean of Harvard that they were all taking the space of men who should have been there. Yeah, during a, during an opening uh,
1: and I, dinner you, that
0: welcomed all those women to Harvard.
1: Did you ever watch uh, Miss America, Miss Mrs. America? No, but Miss, I heard about yeah the Miss uh, Phyllis Schlafly story. Yeah, Phyllis Schlafly always mm. liked to say she went to Harvard which is not true. She went to the sister college down the road because Harvard had a no-women policy. And Ruth was one of very few women who said, no, 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 I'm going to the actual Harvard. And the reason that Phyllis didn't is because she wanted to avoid that guilt trip of yeah. taking up a spot that a man could have taken up. And RBG was just like, well, I guess RB at that point, was just like, uh, no, I'm, yeah. I'm going to Harvard. Uh, I'm taking up a spot that any person could have taken up and if that boy was better than me he'd be here but he's not i'm here so but
0: at the same time her her husband was going through cancer at the time was it i can't remember because i feel like that it wasn't cancer it was because that was more of a death sentence at the time yeah and Uh, and he
1: did have cancer later when she was uh when she was he was
0: he was very sick and unable to go to his classes yeah and she went to his classes took care of him took care of their child and made the money to support the family yep and you think you're busy. That's a badass bitch. Going go to law class for two people and taking notes and helping him basically pass his law school experience because he's too sick to go. Yeah, I is, uh,
1: I, 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 chose a picture for you of her, like, ascending up to heaven. Yeah. Uh, but I thought we would be remiss without also a picture of Notorious RBG, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's how uh, she started to get... I mean, she got that nickname later in life, but that's why she is who she is. Yeah. So. And... Uh, Just uh, I sort of brought it up to you before
0: we kind of went back and forth on it, but she might have been the most important uh, legal mind in feminist work, regardless of whether or not she got into the Supreme Court. Like if if she was she wasn't elected to the Supreme Court.
1: She would have have had an incredible legacy regardless of it. Well, you mentioned the three big cases, and that's because she took her first case up, and they said, "All right, we're going to carve out an exception." When she was asking for broad equalization, she was like, "Okay." So she went and got another case that was a different part of the exception, and they created a broad ex- they created a broad rule of equalization with many little exceptions in the middle. And so she was like, "Okay," yeah. I went and found yet another case, and so like. Uh, I highly recommend uh, On the Basis of Sex. I think that that was a fantastic uh, recounting of the first case that she took. Yeah. And And her um, life
0: in law school, too. Early on. Yeah.
1: Uh, And uh, was it Notorious RBG? Is that the name of the the other movie?
0: Yeah. The documentary.
1: And they do a fair job of looking at her life in segments and saying this was her in law school and then this is her practicing before the Supreme court and then mm-hmm. becoming a judge and getting the Supreme court. And, um, basically why, uh, I want to say it was Reagan. No Bush. The first who put her on the court, Clinton, Clinton. Yeah. Is it 93, 92? 93, yeah. man. And she had lived a full life of advocacy before she even got to the Supreme court. Yeah. Um, but the, the, uh, the notorious RBG documentary did a great job of like, So you think of her as this, and that's why we think she's badass, but let's go back because she's basically been a badass bitch the entire time she's been alive. Um, And when you start out any documentary with like fuzzy black and white pictures of civil rights advocacy, you're like, oh, this is going to be a good story. Okay. Yeah. Um, She was on, not on Brown versus board of education. There was an earlier case too, that she was uh, not arguing before the Supreme court because women were just. Not allowed to at that point, but yeah. she was on the case earlier that got there. Just a lifetime of advocating for people who were not white, Jewish, upper middle class, uh, I think New Yorkers She's from New York originally, yeah. I think. Yeah. Just basically like, it doesn't matter. It's not me. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Equality is equality. I've fought for women to be equal. I fight for everyone to be treated equally. Uh, well, it's very sad. And, and I mean like, you know, just
0: within her lifetime, like we it, it, you know, me and you were both in our mid 30s, and I feel like while things haven't been as good as they possibly can be as far as treating women equally to men, mm-hmm. the difference, the stark difference between how our lives have lived and the life that she was born into and where she ends. Yeah. It's just an incredible, you know, you, you as a woman you couldn't have your own bank account without a man, you couldn't sign a mortgage, you couldn't there was so much that was tied to your worth based off of the man you were with as opposed to what your worth stood alone. And, you know, regardless of where you stood on her politics, I, I think nobody would argue that there was a better legal mind, <laughs> a better legal mind in our country's history. Yeah. And when she got out of law school, she had to fight and struggle to get any legal work because it was so impossible for a woman to step into the, to the realms of a man uh, in that regard. And just shatters through every single thing that's put in her way, and it, every little impediment. And you know, just this little five foot one lady who looks like grandma.
1: You know, this <laughs> is like the toughest of them all. I was I was trying to pull up the uh, her age at death, eighty seven. Uh, but my computer is deciding it's not going to work very well. So, uh, if we're a little late, apologies on that. I don't know what's going on here right now. Uh, but uh, so at eighty seven, that means she's the same age as my dad. She was born in 1933. No, she's a little older than my dad. My dad was born in 37. She was born in 33. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, And I love the, the example I give people about my dad is when he was a teenager, a plane made an emergency landing outside of his town and everyone ran out to see it because they were amazed that there was something heavier than a balloon that could fly. Yeah. And my dad has now seen that, also space travel, also going to the moon, then taking me to Florida to see the space shuttle, which is like, oh, it goes up and comes down. And then three weeks later, we can send it right back up again if we want to. And now we're about to send astronauts back to the moon, theoretically, back to the moon and on to Mars. And there's a likelihood that if we do make Mars by 2024, there's a high likelihood that he will have gone his entire life from human beings can fly in a metal object to human beings (laughs) on Mars. And that it's, that's a good example for me because I think technology, it's easy to look at how it spreads across. But I mean, the rights of people also in 1933 and you think like, Oh 33, that's relatively modern. I'm sure it was. No, absolutely not. Like, uh, women were, little better than property at that point. Yeah. And Mm -hmm. yeah, I don't want to get into all of the intricacies of it, but the whole veil and father giving you away at the, at the wedding, it's because you belong to him and he is handing you off to the next man that is then going to own you. Right. Uh, or control you, I guess not really own, but possess. And, uh, she basically was like, yeah, uh, I like the pomp and circumstance of it all. She was a beautiful woman and, knew how to dress well and all of those things but also like now nah, uh, that's cool i'll keep that part of it what but i don't want is the i, I also want to be this <laughs> i'd also like to have a bank account yeah. and uh my uh, my husband's got really crap credit why can't i get a mortgage like uh you know i don't know he uh was sick and didn't go to his classes and i went to his classes and mine also and you know but, i mean like so you know not too long ago
0: we had the passing of john lewis as well and i feel like What's important about these moments is just sort of thinking about it in the scope of the lives of these people in a before and after sort of sense. Because, you know, John Lewis is literally on the Edmund Pettus bridge. He's in the history books as part of the fight for civil rights. Yeah. That is in the beginning of his lifetime. And everything that has con- has happened since, uh, and, you know, before too, but I mean, like, obviously, like, sort of as a bookend moment, like... That is a huge transformative moment in the history of this country mm-hmm. as far as race relations goes. And I'm sure that R- RBG was very happy with what she had been able to be a, a force of accomplishment for on the women's movement in the same regard. And to the point where, you know, if we were our age in the 30s, yeah. we would probably have a very different opinion of women just because of how it is bestowed upon us. And I I feel bad... Because, you know, like, we, we seem to forget that history is of its time sometimes. Yeah. So if you were just like, well, my wife isn't going to that thing. I'm not going to... My wife is not allowed to do that. Like, that would have been totally acceptable in the 30s and wouldn't have even made oh. somebody look twice. To not say that would have been right. weird. Being like, wait, wait, you know, what? You're going to let your wife go dancing by herself? I'm sorry, <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. But, no, you know, absolutely. now it's, it's just... The fact that I can't even think about doing something where women wouldn't be allowed is kind of weird to me. Like if I showed up on set and there wasn't a single woman there, yeah. I would be like, this is weird. Like <laughs> it's unusual that it's all men. You know, and th- you know, sometimes it happens you are on like a four-person crew and it's just four guys. Yeah. And whatever, but I'm saying like, you know, from my perspective, I show up to work. I've worked with women my entire life. To show up and not see women in some sort of aspect of that would be very weird to me. Uh,
1: but that wouldn't have been the case when Ruth was born. Yes. Like, no, Wait, what What are you doing out of the kitchen? Yeah. Back in the kitchen. Right. What are you doing out here? Uh, I, I think it's interesting that you bring up uh, uh, John... Um, How yeah, last name? Lewis. Lewis, yes. Uh, because both of them started their early career advocating for rights. And the last thing that... Not the last thing, but what John Lewis was kind of infamous for at the end of his life was being a very old guy and trying to operate his phone by himself because they had occupied the floor of the house yeah. to stop a vote from happening. Mm. I don't remember. Was it the anti-Affordable Care Act vote? I want to say the one to I think, roll back. I
0: think so. Yeah. Like the first one.
1: So he starts out as civil rights advocate marching and we remember him from the Edmund Pettus bridge ends his life. Also just trying to stop the rollback of rights yeah. of people Ruth Bader Ginsburg starts her life advocating to enhance rights for people and very much the same ends her life as like the last bulwark against the rolling tide of oppression. Yeah. And, um, I, the unfortunate nature of everything is I think we're going to see that happen with a lot of people, uh, that, that is what is coming as our aging civil rights, uh, leaders, civil rights, meaning obviously not just by color, but also by gender and by, uh, national origin and all of these things that we've had to address. Yeah. As those early leaders start to age, I'm seeing a lot of them being on this. uh, One of the oldest Native American rights uh, leaders has been saying, literally, you can look at him from like 1949 and he's giving the same speech in 2020 as he was giving in 1949. Same guy, a lot older, just doing the same thing. And you're like, I don't...
0: I always always like when... You're like looking at like when you watch a uh, Notorious RBG. Yeah. Uh and you see old clips of her as a lawyer. Yeah. Like fighting for a case in front of the Supreme Court or something like that. And you recognize that she is like I'm trying to put the right word on this. Like uh it's it's just so fascinating sometimes to hear people say things that today seem totally normal, but back then sound (laughs) completely absurd. Like, why are you here saying these things? Like, a woman should be treated equally kind of thing. Like, You
1: you watch that documentary, and we hear what she's arguing, and we're like, yeah, of course. And the 2020
0: construct, we put it together. The
1: men in the back gallery are (laughs) losing their minds, (laughs) like,
2: (laughs) somebody tell this woman to get back home! What is she doing here?
0: They're inhaling their cigarettes so hard (laughs) that it goes into...
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and, and and you are just like, oh, oh, they're real upset about all of yeah. this. Uh, they're going to go and beat their wives because she's being so uppity out here. And um, yeah, but that she's still doing that. Yeah. Now she well, looks up in- until this weekend. Well, yeah, uh, she she sound her latest dissent in whatever her last dissent was in. I guarantee you had a lot of the same tonality as those early Supreme Court arguments.
0: Well, and I mean, if anything, she was sort of known as the queen of dissents in yeah. the in the uh, uh, circles of the Supreme Court. And when we look at, you know, now we're at the part where she's in the Supreme Court. If we look at her history as a Supreme Court justice, uh, I think largely the dissents are are something that are are well known because of how fiercely worded they were. And also like,
1: that uh, she would sometimes dissent in cases that people would not have expected her to dissent in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that, uh, that's a little bit why I, I feel like I have something in common with her because I feel like she was just even from an early age or early age, early time on the court, she seemed like just a little bit crotchety. She's just like, no, 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 I'm shutting this down. Strongly worded dissent here. Like Ruth, you, this is something you believe in Nah, Didn't do it right. Yeah. I'm going to be, I'm going to dissent. We're going to go do it again and then bring it back and we'll talk about it. Um, and I think that's the, the legacy, I'm um, her of the court. Yeah. And there's a quote from her. I think it's her latest book, which of course I've, she has like four and the ones in the later years are, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg co-written by what, where yeah, somebody yeah, just yeah. goes and interviews her and, right, uh, um, ghost written, which by the way, I want to, uh, that's how I would like to write a book. I'd like somebody to somebody just listen to me talk for 18 hours and then write <laughs> a book. A book. <laughs> uh, but she basically said that the, uh, people, throughout uh judiciary history have discounted dissent but the dissent is instruction to the future yeah that someone when they're writing a majority opinion 10 years from now will look back and say justice bader ginsburg in her dissent in 1998 said and she was absolutely right in her holding in that opinion. Right. And we are finding today that she was right. Then she's been right since then. And this court is finally recognizing that she was right. Uh, The dissent in, um, Plessy versus Ferguson, that the court case that said separate, but equal is fine. Brown versus board of education looked at the dissent there and said, it wasn't okay. Then it hasn't been okay since. And finally the court is going to acknowledge that the dissent was correct this is not okay. Yeah. And we need to do, we need to make changes about it. And so I think for her. And I mean, give, oftentimes gives a legal framework for a challenge to
0: what has just happened, which is like little, little breadcrumbs to the people who are out there fighting to get cases on the Supreme court, because there's a whole biz, a cottage industry of people who are lawyers
1: who try looking. and get things to the
0: Supreme yeah. court.
1: Uh, I think hers were less of that. I think more of like uh, Roberts. Well, I mean, that was more of a,
0: the the cottage industry of Supreme Court just or lawyers yeah. bringing things to the court has been more of a recent thing. Yeah. I feel like that's been more of a thing since she joined the bench than it was prior to her joining the bench.
1: Well, we we uh, in the pre-show talk mm-hmm. we talked about Scalia a lot. Yeah. I feel like a lot of Scalia's dissents were. Let me lay out for you a nine-point plan on how you could have conformed <laughs> this to the Constitution. Her, her dissents also did. I mean, they do follow the law, but there are also a lot of like, <laughs> this is not right. And you can see facially it is not right. We as a society have not embraced the fact that this is not right. But there will come a time when we will all look at ourselves and be like, how did we let this go for so long? Right. And when that time comes, here's the structure on how you can address a law and make it uh,
0: comply to that regard. At nine o'clock, we're all meeting with our masks.
1: (laughs) Well, now you're getting into my break into the national arc. Yeah, you're you're getting into my position now. Um, But, you know, so having uh having spent what uh twenty two minutes now well, uh, go do you, I mean, if you had more no go no, ahead. no just yeah.
0: just one point that will bring us into the next part here, and it's that she dies, and it is twenty seconds about her legacy on whatever new show you're watching, yeah, and then immediately into the politics of the situation and I often say the politics is like team sports now mm. and this moment in particular felt very much like I imagine Rob felt yesterday when he found out that Saquon Barkley te- tore his ACL mm-hmm. and he's just like, Oh God, how am I going to overcome this moment? Oh, like I it all it becomes this morning. I didn't. Really. Well, I mean like it, it all becomes about the moment where you find out and you're just like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Something terrible has happened to my team. If it hadn't and then happened,
1: sudden, I'd be more surprised if it hadn't happened the last three consecutive seasons that my number one <laughs> draft pick went down with an injury in the early weeks. But you know, uh, uh, sorry, Saquon, by the way, that's my fault. I shouldn't have drafted <laughs> you. Uh, if Kiss I, of death. If I had gone with someone else, it's like being on the Madden yeah. cover. It's just like, not good luck for you.
0: I can't, can't take Adam Thielen in the first round. It's got to be somebody. Sorry, it's you, Saquon.
1: Yeah. Hey, listen, I, I bumped him to round three just to be safe. <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah. Um, no, but I mean, like it. It just felt like you know, like McConnell was like picking up the phone, like Mitch
1: McConnell. We're gonna have a vote. Yeah. <laughs> well, and I think the ironic thing is, it, it's not just the politicians. The news was doing it too. There is a chance that Trump spent more time honoring her life. Than CNN did, because I'm pretty sure the first story I saw on CNN was like Ruth Bader Ginsburg dead at 87. Yeah. The question now becomes that, and I'm like, you spent no time on this life of a very important person. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I I would, that, I would say that I
0: would say that on the TV side they did a good job of it, but it was constantly like it. So like sometimes when you watch a television show you can feel when an executive said nothing is happening. Can you make something happen right now? Like we're about to go to a commercial break. Can you make something happen? Because it feels a little bit dead and we don't want people to like go into a commercial break and be like, this sucks and turn it off. Yeah. So like, don't be sad. All of a sudden, 30 seconds before commercial break, something really big happens. Like there's a, there's an aspect of watching cable news right now, which is we need to keep you, keep you here. So like uh, I was watching, I turned it on CNN for a little while when after the news broke mm-hmm. and i was watching and you know anderson cooper would do 15 20 minutes talking to somebody who knew her or you know her life or something like that but like it felt like every 15 or 20 minutes they had to be like let's get over to jeffrey Tubin and talk about the political implications of the <laughs> like, <it laughs> was like to we're not gonna we're not gonna like just make this a, a all-night tribute to rgb G we're, B. we're going to pepper in a little bit of politics just to keep people like engaged and like Angry
1: and, and part of and my problem was also and... I, I didn't go to the news first, I didn't go to the news until I Saturday morning, Mm-mm. Sunday morning, whatever the morning after. Um, I was looking online, and the stories online that were popping up were literally just like Ruth Bader's past, the Republic is about to fall. <laughs> uh, it was this shared byline, if you will, between death of both this justice and the Republic itself, right? Uh, which is absolutely Positively uh, on the agenda. Well, Um, I mean,
0: you know, you've been you've been saying it for years. Do everything you can to protect Ruth Bader Ginsburg and.
1: By the way, we talked
0: about uh, uh, QAnon a couple weeks ago, and the internet pajama people came after us because we did so. Yeah. Uh, but I would like to say that uh, one of the big QAnon hoaxes that have been going on for a while now is that Ruth Bader Ginsburg was secretly dead, yes. and that the secret cabal of Democrats have been like trying to keep that news from getting out.
1: Yes, we got to keep her, keep her alive. If that secret
0: cabal was keeping her <laughs> keeping this news out of the way, why couldn't we have done it for another forty-five days or so? I mean, like seriously. Well, I, this I, goddamn
1: cabal is terrible. Apparently. it <laughs> can't in, do anything right. Apparently in her last conversation with her daughter. Yeah. She felt like a failure because she died before the election. And I'm like. You, you <sighs> did too much. You, you should not be. How much burden <laughs> was, must one 87 year old woman quadruple cancer survivor <laughs> bear that she's like, I wish I could have lasted another 45 days. Uh. Keep I'm me not, on the ventilator. I'm
0: not done until I bring this cross up to the top of Mount Sinai. <laughs> like,
1: I, yeah. That's you're a, good. It's fine. <laughs> Thank you for your service. <laughs> yeah. uh, but also, maybe we should address why the death of one person puts in jeopardy the entirety of the Republic. Yeah. Um, and it shouldn't be that way. No. But yet, here we are. Yes. Um, now, in the past when a Supreme court justice has died. And I'm going to include Scalia in this because I feel as though we didn't even have such a truncated schedule when it was an election year. Previously yeah. 2016 was an election year. Scalia died in, I believe March of that year. And it was 11 months before. So January yeah. of that year, uh, then that makes even more sense. Cause that means there was basically two months of yeah. honoring his memory speculating about nomination before Merrick Garland was nominated yeah. to go uh, to sit in a seat. And that's when the whole conversation of like, no, no, we're not going to hear a nomination. There's be, a presidential election this year. We have election to, later. Yeah. on. We're going to have to uh, have to let the American people decide about that. Right. Um, and Trump has announced that he will, reno- he will announce a replacement by Saturday, yeah. which means that not yet seven days will have passed since Ruth Bader Ginsburg died that we will have a replacement nominated. Now, I'm not going to say anything too controversial uh, in this episode. You guys got enough of that last episode. But I'm just going to say... Thank God for that. If you decide to go out in march, here is an anthem I've come up with for you. If they nominate, we conflagrate. If they confirm, we burn. (laughs) I think that just concisely puts how we need to deal with this situation. Um, And I realize I've been a little bit of a sesquarian in that. uh, And it's an inside joke. For those of you who may know, conflagrate means to burn. So (laughs) if you nominate, we burn. If you confirm, we burn. We found a way to to rhyme two words that mean burn with the two steps of a Supreme Court justice. Yes. So uh, yeah, but replacement will be nominated by Saturday. Uh so
2: yeah and there's uh
1: that. there's a lot of talk about uh
0: uh the republicans are going to nominate a woman because it would be totally disrespectful to her legacy if we did <laughs> so that's
1: what they care about is the well, legacy here to be fair uh a republican nominated the first woman to the True. supreme court yeah so it's not uh unheard of however I, will, I would argue that the woman that they nominate will not be like the woman that left.
0: No. Well, so the early favorites, uh, Amy Coney Barrett, sorry, uh, who has been on the short list a couple times uh, for Trump. And uh, she was a, a clerk for Scalia and uh, head of the Notre Dame Law School, I think.
1: To um, be fair, though, she's on the short list until Trump was like, wait, this is a woman? <laughs> no. Okay. And they moved on to the men on the list. And now he's like, uh, I guess we got to get a woman. One of
0: the ones that in particular uh, I find will be a real stab in the back of RG, RBG if it uh, goes through. Phyllis Schlafly. Is. Uh, Ivanka Trump. No. Uh, would
1: not be surprised by either of those. I mean, Phyllis Schlafly is dead. But I, yeah. other than that, I would not be surprised if he nominated her and he's like, uh, uh, Mr. President, she's dead. Yeah. That's all right. Bader the Ginsburg's ghost. been dead for the a year. The can... ghost. <laughs> Ruth Bader Ginsburg's been dead for a year. They've been keeping her alive in secret.
0: Another another uh, favorite, though, apparently, is Barbara Lagoa, who is in Florida. Mm-hmm. Uh, and she was, instru- two recent things that she was instrumental in here. Uh, Florida, in the 2016 election, voted to allow felons after they've paid their, their debt to society to allow to be able to vote again. And
1: she blocked that, I bet.
0: She didn't block it per se but uh uh basically the uh governor said that they had to pay fines in order to rejoin mm-hmm. uh, like to get ro- enrolled in voting again and uh there were arguments that that was a poll tax yes and then she was the head of the court that ruled that nope not, not a, poll a poll tax, tax. <laughs> yeah not no. a poll tax i don't know what you're i don't know what you're talking about here um <sighs> and there was another one in in Florida here just recently uh I can't remember offhand, but uh, yeah, she's been she's been involved in some uh, very far right decisions on lower courts. So.
1: So what you're telling me, Corey, is that while Democrats continue to nominate center of the road to center left judges. Yeah. The Republicans just continue to go as far out into the QAnon community as possible and bring those judges uh, onto the Supreme Court. I mean, I so I will
0: say this. This one to me seems like a further reach than Gorsuch or Kavanaugh. Gorsuch, well, so here's my, Kavanaugh was buddies with the guy going out. Well, yes, but I'm saying like, Gorsuch was a, for a, a conservative crowd, a, a good and upstanding jurist and uh, I think that in his time on the bench, uh, short as it may have been so far, Mm -hmm. uh, he has sort of sort of fallen in line with Roberts and has sort of found a place to be you know young and just following in with the crowd sure on the yeah. court. Uh Kavanaugh has been fighting a little bit more. Like he he goes off of the crowd a little bit more. Well like, Kavanaugh is uh,
1: the, the kind of justice that you want to have you wanna go home and have a beer with <laughs> or ten. Yeah. Forget about what happens afterwards. Yeah. Never the, talk about it again. Definitely don't put it
0: in your diary. I like to have a beer. All right. Everybody likes to have I a beer I like beer, beer
1: okay? <laughs> By the way, uh, no one remembers what that is. Yeah. And Corey is of this mind that somehow this nomination is going to change the republic. Nobody has any idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: We're, uh, we're at very strange times. I, the, the hypocrisy in the GOP, though, is just absurd in this whole thing. Because Lindsey Graham, amongst others, who's the head of the judiciary uh, and would be in charge of bringing a vote to order, uh, said in March of this year, hold me or like hold me to it. Uh, mm-hmm. The next justice should be voted on by the new president or wh- whoever wins the election or something like that. Oh, you mean back when he thought for sure there wasn't
1: going to be another yeah, yeah, yeah. one to nominate yeah, this yeah, yeah, year? Yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, but that's changed <laughs> uh, now. Collins and Murkowski have come out and said that they don't think it's right to uh, vote on this before the election. But but. Collins, specifically, who's losing big in uh, Maine right now, yeah, has not been super clear about what she means by that. So it's a, uh, I don't think we should have a vote, but if we happen to have a vote, then I have to do it because I'm a senator? Yeah. Is that the ruling, or is it like, I don't think it's right to vote before the presidential election happens, but if this happens in the lame duck, then I'm
1: totally down to vote for it? Uh, you folks uh, may remember her as the one who said... Uh, I think that there may be things that we need to look into here about the impeachment and then voting against impeachment, yeah. despite the fact that she essentially acknowledged that crimes were committed. Oh, and then
0: Donald so. Trump learned his lesson. Yes. And then fast yes. forward to, no, he didn't.
1: Not at all. <laughs> he didn't nope. learn it at all. Um, um, but it doesn't matter because it won't change how she votes in this no. particular situation.
0: Well, I mean, the question is, if if Collins and Murkowski vote no, regardless of who it is, Like assuming that they are... Uh, feeling strong about this and feel like it's not the right thing to do and find a backbone about it. uh, You have to find two potential other votes to break the tie, the proverbial tie. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's been a lot of people talking about Mitt Romney might be the person because he's the one who voted for impeachment. uh, The only Republican to vote in favor of impeachment.
1: And he also has said that uh, when you make a rule, you live by the rule. Mm -hmm. You made a rule. Yeah. We live by the rule. He
0: has. And you know, it's funny. Uh, Utah holds their holds their uh politicians to the truth more than almost any other state in the country because those Mormons don't play
1: with yeah, lying. Could be, could be uh the, all could the be a all problematic. The there, yeah, you
0: can't yeah. be you can't be Lindsey Graham in Utah. It just doesn't work.
1: No, well I mean they don't like his kind in Utah <laughs> anyway, Corey. Uh if you know Allegedly, what I mean. allegedly. <laughs> allegedly.
0: Allegedly, allegedly, <laughs> wink wink, read into it allegedly. Yes. Uh <laughs> But it's it's very... And I mean, the uh, so the other one, just real yeah, quick, go ahead. Uh, is that um, Mark Kelly is beating out, uh, what's her face in Arizona, but hypothetically, under the Arizona Constitution, he can be in on November
1: 30th yes if he wins. So if the They vote... are sending him and they need to seat him in the Senate yeah. by November 30th. Right. Because he's actually replacing John McCain, not in a new... He does get a full... No, no, he doesn't get a full term. He only gets four, year, four two no, years. No, he gets he gets a full term. I think I don't. John McCain wasn't up this year, was he? He gets. I think, rem- he, I think he was. They just started the election early to fill a seat. No, because
0: it it's like they aligned it with the. Uh, I think he was going to be up this year either way if he lived. Okay. So it was basically like uh, something about if you're a if you're put into the role, you can be voted out by the person who wins like immediately or something like and it's something about
1: the state constitution in Arizona which is different okay so that's what it is it's that they appointed someone yeah and that person must go home if Mark Kelly shows up on November 30th and says, hey, my seat. Yeah. Because he was actually voted for by the people. Right. So he gets to start early yeah. on his term.
0: Well, and I, I believe most state constitutions have something written in there where you start where when everyone is sworn at the same time. Like yes. usually there's a day where everyone is sworn into uh, office.
1: And that, that would be uh, January the 3rd for House of Representatives, usually somewhere around January the 7th or 8th for the Senate. Leading into the 20th, because the first thing they do is then uh, to accept the results of the presidential election, confirm them, and then we we have our uh, president come in on the 20th. Right. Um, but some states like Arizona have the rule that if you are if someone has died and we nominate a replacement, the moment your election is confirmed by the state, you are now the senator from this state, and you can actually go. And I think that's a
0: rule well. more to the to the line of if. If McCain, hypothetically, if McCain had just gotten reelected and then he died and then it would have been five and a half years until the next election, they might have put in somebody in his seat for a time being, done a special election where you only run for the remaining term of the thing. And then as soon as you get as soon as you win the election, you take the place of the person who was appointed. And
1: to be fair, in and
0: I guess they didn't figure that this would ever happen, where it was like lined up so perfectly with like a regular election. But
1: oh I yeah, mean, also before 1980, probably they were yeah. just said leave the seat empty. But McConnell's like, nope, <clears throat> send us <throat> me, send me a Republican, please. <laughs> I must have a Republican. Um, and then so we have a couple of Republican questions. We have a couple of Republican seats. And we have a lot of Republican hypocrisy. That's the thing I I want people to, to understand is that forget about Mark Kelly in Arizona, which hopefully he wins and he's leading. So hopefully that holds. But the fact that you can, with a straight face, come before a camera and say, I know what I said in 2016. doesn't matter. It's not the same thing. Yeah. When in 2016 it was March and now we are in October for the nomination process.
0: Well, and every the problem, too, is that every argument that they want to come up with for the reason why it should be allowed now and shouldn't have been allowed then is all things that were happening then. Yes. Like Ted Cruz made a statement saying that there is no way that I can constitutionally allow a, be, a, a seat to be open on the Supreme Court. With the with this particular election ahead, yes, because there might be something that goes wrong with this election, and we're going to need need to have the Supreme Court to rule on it. Yeah, so we would need the full the full Supreme Court to be able to do that. But uh, But that could have been the case in 2016 as well. It was a very close election that could have possibly gone legal if uh, it was even closer than it ended up being. Why well, I mean, in the electoral in, college? I was gonna yeah. say
1: closer in what way? because Hillary yeah. won the uh, popular if was, vote. If
0: there was a if there was a dispute about ten thousand people in Wisconsin, for for instance, that could have ended up in a in a court case that would have gone to the Supreme Court, and we would have had only eight justices at that point because of uh, no Merrick Garland, yes, or no Scalia, I guess um, in that regard.
1: I also want to let you know, Corey, that uh, I have become a, a conservative reactionary in mm. some things because I found myself replying to someone. Who is calling for the abolishment of the Electoral College by saying, hey, now we don't, we have to worry about the tyranny of the majority as well because, you know, we, states like Delaware or Rhode Island will never see a presidential candidate again. They'll only be in New York, California, Illinois. And then I came back to that conversation like two days later and I was like, I don't know what was wrong with me the other day. Uh, just to be clear, I'm calling for guillotines and white terror. This, I'm just saying, it, Electoral College ain't going to fix this, but some guillotines would really, really fix this. Um, but yeah, uh, this is the, I, I just, I want everyone to, to take me in and to take me at my word when I say this will not matter. They will nominate, they will confirm. Uh, Schumer is threatening to pack the court. Like uh, FDR tried to do, we I, nominate six. I, I would like to uh, to piggyback off my uh, Newsom's
0: a pussy <laughs> comments from last week and uh, step on top of that with the Schumer's a fucking idiot comments yeah. right now because, uh, brah, like, <laughs> all we're trying to do is win an election that in normal, normal days would be incredibly difficult just because of the polarization of the country and how the electoral college works and everything like that. Luckily, we've had Trump stepping on rake after rake after rake <laughs> to our benefit, yet still, people are not wild about the guy who nobody should legitimately be wild about.
1: Yeah, but I mean, honestly, there's I nothing mean, to be wild about,
0: really. I mean, the fact that he is a, a living, breathing person who looks capable of leading a government of some kind is no, the the low bar of which i'm operating at, at this brings moment. forward
1: a plan to address <laughs> the current pandemic that we are in
0: potentially able to bring in other people who do good things as opposed to like jared kushner like i'm sure that somewhere in biden's rolodex he has like a real winner to be like you know deputy communications Director or something, God, you know let's like. hope i uh, you know uh but the the uh the current menagerie of trump lunatics out there is just uh it's too much. It's too much for me to deal with right now. I and I, I'm, I'm sorry, but Schumer making this more about how Republicans have to hold their nose and vote for Trump because he's going to give you justices is exactly not what I need right now. I would, I would prefer you, I would prefer you hammer this after you know McConnell's going to try and shove this through a lame duck, right? Yeah, of course he is. So if you get to the point where you have election results, right, and you see. You know, to some degree, you probably have an idea of election results because it's going to take a, a little while longer in this. Morning. Yeah. But a week later, two weeks later, you have a pretty good idea of what we're looking at. Hey, Mitch, you Mitch might is be losing to, by
1: 40 points on Election Day.
0: Say let's the hope. Democrats have, you know, something outrageous happens. They they're 60 seats or something like that, you know, 60, 40 or something. And the House is huge again. And, yeah. you know, Biden wins the presidency. And it's it's a clear blue wave and it just uh, decimates everything. That would be the time to say, hey, Mitch. Do you really want to die on this ship? Because yep. if you if you vote for this one guy who or one girl who is completely unqualified and you're trying to shove it through in an election year just because you're going to get a justice, I will fucking hammer you so hard with literally everything I can. Do you want to talk wait about more? You, yeah, wait, till wait till January till, 10th. Wait till we have an actual election result or yeah. something like that. If they try and do it right before the election, then that's, you know, maybe that's a time where you can have the statement. The day or two after her death is not the time to be having the statement because people are freaking the fuck out. People who don't know anything about the Supreme Court or any of the justices know that Ruth Bader Ginsburg is a big deal and her death is a big deal and the bells are ringing and, you know, chaos is in the streets kind of thing. Let's not fucking give the Republicans a reason to go out there and vote in mass. Like, I mean,
1: also um, maybe don't let Mitch, while he still has the majority, know that if it changes, we're gonna go hog wild on you. Yeah. Because maybe he'll go hog wild on you right yeah. now. Um, I don't know. It, you know obviously the, the Democrats have the house, so there's not nothing purse string related that they could do. But like, there's a lot of uh, judicial seats still unsat. Yeah. And he could be like, hey. For the next three months, we're going to fill the judiciary. Well, how about this? I can't work. I can't can't go to work. Yeah. uh, Until
0: a production company gets insurance to shoot the thing that they're trying to do. Listen, I can't go to work. (laughs) Mitch don't care about you. He ain't worried about it. We're we're busting out every single, just like everyone get back to to Washington. We got to vote on a Supreme Court justice. It's like, motherfucker, 20% of people are about to lose their house. Oh, are, oh. About, are not eating. They're,
1: they're figuring out how they can not eat as much as humanly possible so that they can pay for rents. So On the plus side, though, out. they may not be able to even go back to New, to uh, Washington because in nine days, the government's going to shut down <laughs> because there's no funding for it at this point. Yeah. Which I is just, also, I, I would say, arguably, related to the Schumer comments that Mitch is like, no, no, you don't come at me, bro. <laughs> I come at you. This is how it works. And they probably will get a deal to keep it open, but he's like, I control what happens here. Yeah. It is It is a dick measuring contest in which 300 million Americans are stuck there saying, yeah, Mitch, no, no, you're the big guy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Maybe focus on the
0: important things. He's like, I am focusing on the important
1: things. Do
0: <laughs> you see this? I don't give it's a fuck you. about you. I don't give a fuck about you. Uh, was, uh, to me, Kentucky is always the most incredible state because Mitch has been in power for so long there between the Congress and the Senate. Yep. And every year he gets worse. And every year he gets like the, if you look at the, uh, the rankings of how much money people in the Senate and the the Congress made and how much of that Mitch has made since he became a politician. Yeah. It's incredible. I mean, you know, Pelosi is at the top of that list of like highest, <laughs> highest net worth for any congressman kind of thing. She had money though. And she Well, she also married money. rich. Yeah. I mean that, you know, she, she didn't, she was rich prior to becoming a congressman. She didn't she didn't need to do anything. Listen, to,
1: <laughs> her family robbed the city of Baltimore for generations to give her that intergenerational wealth that she took into her marriage
0: <laughs> with her very rich husband. Quick aside, uh, uh there was some uh Zoom call between uh all the former mayors of Baltimore, and they're talking about all the things that Brandon Scott is is proposing, and they're just like, I think that's a really bad idea. It's like do literally anything this group think doesn't want to... <laughs> like, I, literally every single decision that SRB, O'Malley, Dixon, <laughs> like, all these living bears, other than Pew, who's in prison, <laughs>
2: were, were,
0: able, to, in. were able to construct here. I'm just like, you guys were so wrong for so long, and, like, maybe I'm just going to vote against whatever you're doing. It's like one of those things, like, if I hear McConnell say, like... Uh, <laughs> We're going to give all sound mixers named Corey $500 a week. I'm just going to be like, no, something's up. Yeah. No, don't do that. <laughs> something's up.
1: Nope. Yeah. This honestly, it benefits me. I don't know why. <laughs> if, I'm it's Brandon not Scott, not right. if I'm Brandon Scott, I use that as my think tank because I'm like, all right, guys. So here's my new proposal. What do you think? Great idea.
0: <laughs> Back to the drawing board. Let's uh, let's not do this one. Yeah. I, I just, uh, <laughs> you know,
1: if they come in, they're like, Brandon. See this, the problem with that, though. This may I, bankrupt the city. You may ruin your, rep- your p- reputation.
0: All right, okay. Cool, thanks, it. guys. <laughs> I was honestly thinking about that. I was gonna, I was gonna put that into the tweet that I constructed earlier <laughs> about it, but uh, I thought that if you give the game away like that, then yeah. they would know, and they would start going like. Oh, no, that's a horrible idea. And then ah. Brandon Sky wouldn't be good enough to know when they're lying to him. And
1: Well, to be fair, I we've watched O'Malley eight years as mayor, <laughs> eight years as governor. Yeah. Got a good idea when he's lying. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all the time? Yeah. I was just gonna say, he's talking, basically. He's lying. So I, I make that assumption. Uh, but, yeah, so Ruth Bader Ginsburg, it's a tragedy that she has been lost. Again, also a tragedy that all of Western civilization hangs on the life of one quadruple cancer survivor, 87-year-old woman. Maybe we should address that part of yeah. the problem first. Um and we're trying to and even the unprecedented action of one of the oldest scientific magazines in the country is happening at this point. And I want to I want everyone to understand that everything we talk about after this pales in comparison to the importance of Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's death and her impact However, there are things we need to talk about Like the fact that Scientific American In 175 years Has never (laughs) Never Taken a side in an election And yet, as you can see at this tweet Right to my side Mm -hmm. here For the first time in their history They are endorsing a presidential candidate Because they find that the move against science At this point it's necessary to back the other person Yeah, that uh, it's literally a matter of life and death. You must vote for, for uh, science and for Joe Biden. Um, yeah. It's scary times. It's, <laughs> I just, I, I look at that and I say that, you know, that the board of editors was sitting around like guys, it's been 175 years. Yeah. No one ever got a unanimous electoral college decision after george washington did there was one person who stood by in every well i mean it really only counted for like the first four after that yeah but uh there was something called the golden age where um john quincy adams and the one that came before him who was monroe didn't even have a candidate run against them nationally like they have small local candidates but no national party against them and an elector who was there to vote for monroe or for quincy adams voted for the other some other candidate just to keep them from having a uh, unanimous vote because they said no man deserves a unanimous vote George Washington only person to have a unanimous vote in the electoral college um that's essentially what the board uh, of that of the science magazine has been has done forever they just said there is no reason for us to wade into these political waters Yeah, we're above this we're men of science and men of reason and that group of men and women, I'm sure at this point, uh, went, sat around the table and they're like, so Biden, yeah, Biden, are we on board? <laughs> We're all on board with this. Okay. Yeah. Let's do this. Let's, uh, let's endorse a candidate for the first time in history. Um, no one's surprised New York times, wall street journal. They're going to back somebody probably Biden. Yeah. Just taking a guess. Washington, uh, Eagle is going to back Trump. Trump yeah. <laughs> Washington post. Probably You've heard of one of those <laughs> magazines, uh, or one of those news publications, That'll give you some relative uh, idea of what they publish. <laughs>
0: Crankshaft magazine is going to endorse <laughs> Donald Trump.
1: I'm going to guess Breitbart. Going to get the uh, going to give the old Trump endorsement. Well, they're a
0: they're a uh, independent news organization, but yes, yes they're going to fuck it.
1: <laughs> uh, he's got the support of an entire two entire news networks, Fox and ONN. So O-A-N. I mean OAN. Yeah, I forgot the American part of that. One Sorry. American network. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, uh, but too bad everyone else is distracted by the pedophilia being peddled by Netflix, Corey. How dare they? I know. I
0: I was shocked that... uh, Rarely do I ever watch a movie that has so much controversy built up inside of it where I say to myself, there was literally nothing about this movie that's controversial. It's so unbelievable that we are in this point where a poster basically is... You ever go to a movie with a friend and they you're like nope. looking at the posters? That has
1: not happened in a long time, Corey. So well, long, I don't remember it.
0: Back in the olden days, you go to, you go to the multiplex with a buddy the, and you're trying this, to figure the out the talkies. The, Are you talking <laughs> about a talkie?
1: Yeah, I, I remember going to the talkies at some point.
0: You would uh, you would look at a bunch of posters and you would say like, oh, I don't want to go to that one because I don't like that guy, or you know, like oh, I'm not. This looks like a noir cop film and I don't want to do that, or you know, like you you make judgments based off the posters. Uh, it's basically like the whole world. I mean, the last time you saw a New York cop film. I'm just saying, like you know, you would see the. Po- I'm just saying something easily identifiable by the poster.
1: Big Corey, action. Corey's movie. stepping back. To <laughs> Sin City, 2007. The Fast, like, I and, the don't the Fur-
0: Fast and the Furious. You're seeing Fast and the Furious. You're just like, oh, it's an action movie, you know? Yeah. Uh, so many people decided that uh, this movie was clearly just about molesting children or something yeah. like that because why else would they be wearing these outfits and by and the then way so many other people just I joined it. in without knowing anything about the movie without seeing the movie and yeah we we did
1: a we did a live stream on it and it's not i, I don't get it like no. i really <laughs> i you so we were trying to come up with a like a a cover for our live stream yeah and we eventually came up with the, the image that you see to Corey's uh cory's left your right right now and there was a discussion we had about how much to blur, the the poster. Yeah. Because clearly that's what was becoming controversial. And then after watching the movie, I'm like, we didn't need, we shouldn't have blurred the poster. Yeah. I I posted one that didn't have a blurred poster because I assumed that, and I was right. Just like, it's it's a bunch of house fouls, uh, which is a, a term I use liberally. Uh, yeah. I'll say liberally during our our discussion about it. But just saying. Here's this thing. I'm going to do no research about it. Um, I, instead, what I'm going to do is act irrationally and jump to a conclusion that my local QAnon meeting has pushed <laughs> yeah. me towards. Because pedophiles are everywhere. There's literally a NASCAR race of white windowless vans going around my block, just waiting for my little Johnny to step out on the curb so they can snatch him up.
0: Pedophilia, to me, feels like uh, uh, the, it happened in your small town. Yeah stories of the early 90s like it used to be that you would watch a dateline or 2020 or whatever and it would just be like a small town just like the one you live in (gasps) (laughs) and then like all the all the housewives would just be like oh my god we live in a small town just like the one we live in that's (laughs) what we said yes (laughs) and then it's just like somebody would break into houses and murder children and then you'd be like oh my god this one thing that has happened once in the history of this country is now happening in a small town just like mine and then People would be panicked that you know, like we have to get locks for the windows because Johnny might be stabbed by some maniac in the middle of the night. Yeah, you know, like it's it's so <sighs> preposterous. But it, it,
1: you listen, Corey. It's not like three quarters of the population of a major city on the East Coast fled to the suburbs because of stories exactly like what you were describing. Yeah, right there. that's yeah. true. Uh, high fans in Towson, White Marsh, Temonium. <laughs> Timonium, Montgomery <Timonium>, <laughs> County. Yeah. Anne Arundel
0: yeah. County. That's
1: <laughs> not you at all. There's literally two towns across the line called Brooklyn Park in Brooklyn, and people will correct you about which one <laughs> they are from. Uh, I don't, honestly don't remember which one is which. Is it Brooklyn Park that's in the city? No. Brooklyn, Parks Brooklyn and is and, in the county. Yeah, in Anne Arundel County. And Brooklyn is in the city. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. People will correct you. Like, oh, you're from Brooklyn, Brooklyn, Maryland? No. Whoa, 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 Brooklyn, Brooklyn Park. Park. <laughs> <laughs> and the transition between the two is uh, an intersection right. where there is a real shitty 7-Eleven. And you're like, oh, so I'm, I'm going to stop seeing the very discount uh it, it, literally the not, hour hotels. No.
0: Literally nothing changes between the two parts of town, but it's just like... No, no, no! Brooklyn's in the city. I'm not. I'm not fucking with that.
1: (laughs) We, uh, my ancestors, fled the county two (laughs) generations ago. All right. Yes. Uh, After they unredlined our neighborhood, we had no choice but to make our way.
0: Well, a black person bought a bought a house in the community, and then we had to sell for less. And then (laughs) (laughs) that's the rest of that story.
1: Racist? Okay. There's no. nothing racist about then that. We bought,
0: then we bought a nice, nicer house in the suburbs where Eisenhower said it would be a, a bastion away from the, yep. the awfulness of the city.
1: And now they're, you're about to elect Joe Biden and MS-13. going to move <laughs> right in next door. We're going to turn it into a trap house.
0: <laughs> just imagine the day after the election. It's just like you're reading your paper. It's like Joe Biden, elected president. You just look across the street, like right across the, the yard, and it's just like MS-13 with guns, just like, oh, hey, neighbor, just... <laughs> Moving into the block.
1: Okay, <laughs> stay with me for a second. Are we, do- are we doing a home, short about this? While we're home, <laughs> we should see if Rob and Maggie will let us shoot in their neighborhood, <laughs> and see if we can convince the neighbors to allow us to just basically have. And Rob can do it. He's a good-looking guy. He looks like an all-American guy. Yeah. Walk out. Walk out and be like November second, uh, or uh, I guess January. January 19th, yeah, 2021, and he walks out and he waves to his nice neighbor, his like uh, smiling white neighbors across the street, and then January 20th, 2021, and he walks out and just gangbangers on every <laughs> corner. I think that'd be good. Yeah. It'd be good. Hey, uh. MS-13 everywhere. Trademark. Can't take it. That's my idea. Can't, can't, can't take, take an idea. I don't know. you're looking at you. Uh, I feel like that's a college humor thing. Um, Probably. Anyway, so uh, because we, ha- I haven't tired of talking about Trump, uh, which is not true. I absolutely have, but uh, because that's all the news, <laughs> just keeps happening. Um, I also work in a business where TikTok is important, so this is a big deal to me. I don't know. I suggested this, and, and uh, Corey actually sent the tweet, so I assume that uh, for you, the Trump aspect of it was a big deal. For me, the, the TikTok aspect of it was a big deal. But I mean. The Trump aspect of it to me was kind of here
0: nor there. Okay. It was it was important in the sense that his actions led to all of this that went afterwards. Yep. But to me, the interest I had in the story was the business side of it, which is all of a sudden TikTok, which is this incredibly valuable property, which makes money hand over fist. Yep, is for sale. And how much does this cost? Like well, usually, oh, didn't and, want to be for sale. Oh, I know. But I, I'm saying like. You know, like, you know, when YouTube sold to Google, YouTube
1: wanted to sell to Google. Yeah. <laughs> like they Using that same Rob and Maggie example, Rob went across the street and sold his neighbor's house because he didn't like his neighbors. Yeah, so. I mean, like, okay, it's, cool. it's,
0: uh, it's ridiculous. The, the, uh, the, there's currently a court case out there that will hopefully one day <laughs> settle this whole thing, mm. whether or not Trump had any right to do this. But uh, TikTok, TikTok's U.S. assets will be sold. Uh, it will be going to Oracle mm-hmm. uh, and Walmart. That was a combined bid. Yep. Walmart yep. is putting up some money and like basically financing the whole thing,
1: and Oracle is like, doing the back end. Yes. Um, They're going to implement the infrastructure for Walmart to somehow adopt a tech company that makes short-form video content for tweens and teens. I mean, honestly,
0: I think that it's in the business interest of everyone involved uh, to just let TikTok do TikTok. Yeah. Just keep making money. Don't get involved. This is not a place where the Waltons need their fingers in it. So one thing I learned about this- You'll make more money if you just leave it alone. Like, that's- The reason that Walmart- It's like investing in uh, Colgators.
1: The reason Walmart is bringing in Oracle is because one thing that isn't coming with the sale is the algorithm. Mm. So you get access to the algorithm, but you don't get the algorithm. So essentially, they black box it to you. And- Input you, users are continuing to input stuff, and stuff continues to come out, but you don't know what it is. And so, insiders are saying that they only brought in Oracle because they essentially want them to uh, crack it, figure out how to feed stuff in, and then get predicted results, and that way we'll crack the algorithm and somehow make. Uh, it's the underpants gnomes, crack the algorithm? Question mark. Profit. (laughs) Yes. Uh, so figure out how that works. But the important part of this story. At least uh, to me, uh, TikTok remains in the store. That's great. Um, however, Oracle was brought on by uh, by uh, Walmart. It may be because they wanted to crack the, the algorithm, or it may be because they wouldn't have successfully sold it or gotten the sale without Oracle. Microsoft, headed not by Bill Gates, but founded by Bill Gates, mm-hmm. um Infamously a left-leaning, trying to vaccinate everyone with microchips, Bill Gates. Yeah. Uh, Not popular in the Trump camp. However, Larry Ellison, the founder of Oracle, and I think still the CEO, I think founder and CEO, right, of of Oracle, um, goes out on a limb early in 2020 and starts hosting fundraisers for Trump. Yeah. Cut to Microsoft learns that their bid will not be accepted, whatever that bid is. Yeah. And Oracle On
0: antitrust violate, yeah. Yes,
1: for for antitrust reasons that are as yet unclear. And um, Oracle stays in the game and gets the sale. Yeah. And as you can see in this uh, infographic to my left, Larry Ellison holds fundraise for Trump. Oracle selected as the winner in the sale. Yeah. Uh, Strange. I would say this is absolutely uncanny, except for we've been saying for the last six weeks, you just have to crack how the president works and then... Manipulate the system to make it work for you. Well, and so. you know,
0: I, I think that uh, to to some who might be listening to us, they think of TikTok as like, oh, this thing that kids are into. TikTok is a billion dollar, a, a billions of dollar a year enterprise at this point. Yep, that brings in humongous advertising numbers and has more daily active users on it than Twitter and uh, Any, well,
1: Snapchat. anything.
0: Yeah, I mean, Facebook. basically, Facebook. Is the only one that was above it, but I think it was, I I think it was saying that it was uh, Twitter, like Pinterest, LinkedIn, like four or five of the the next biggest ones Smaller combined. Than yes, like
1: so. The problem is Facebook is available in places where TikTok is not available. Yeah. So if you look at overall users, yes. If you limit it to the countries where TikTok is available, it's actually bigger than Facebook. Yeah. But um. Much like the U.S., some countries say Chinese. No, we're not going to let you uh, have your product in mm-hmm. our in our available in our stores. Uh, they're going to come to a harsh reality about Facebook. Uh, it turns out, <laughs> everybody's taking your data. Doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, so uh, watch Social Dilemma, leader of all those sub-Saharan. African countries. Yes, that's a very good one. <sighs> yes. Uh all right. What is next? I'm exhausted. Uh oh yes, only the fact that there are uh, several hundred thousand dead uh in a tragedy that is ongoing.
0: Several hundred,
1: 200,000 to be specific. Yes.
0: Yes. Um with the, I I never imagined if we when we first came into social distancing and stay at home orders and everything like that. That the the election would be anything except for coronavirus, but uh, thanks Trump. It turned out it was wrong because we also got uh, the death of our R B G and a whole bunch of other shit just piled on top of everything. Is, a Nice shit stack that yeah, we're all uh, gonna be forced to eat. But at the at the very bottom of that shit stack is the fact that nothing has been done about the coronavirus, and other places are living life. I mean, I don't know. Europe is getting hit with their second wave now, Yes, uh, which makes people worried that the second wave in the U.S., the official second wave, not the one that looked like the second wave, but rather a continuation of the first. Well, wait, Corey. I have to interrupt
1: you right there, because uh, as you will see from this video that I'm going to play for everyone at home, there is no second wave. There is nothing to be afraid of. There is nothing to fear but fear itself. Can you hear it now? No. But
0: I, I so I oh, saw
1: wow. this one though. Yes.
0: Uh and this is one of those real power of local news conversations yes. because people who live in small towns will watch the local news every night and will see stories like this where it literally doesn't paint coronavirus as It only takes the one side of the people who don't want to wear the mask at the anti-mask rally Mm -hmm. to tell the story of what is happening with coronavirus right now and ignoring the fact that we are very badly losing this uh, beyond the financial impact that is hitting. Pretty much literally every single industry in this country, Mm -hmm. unless it is a digital-first industry.
1: Well, except for the stock market, because as you know, the only thing that matters, Corey, is the stock market. See, but
0: the stock uh, market—this is is confusing to people who don't know anything about the stock market. And I'm not some brilliant genius on the stock market, so don't take everything I say— Oh, all of a sudden I started hearing it. The flu
2: kills more than coronavirus. Others calling the virus a hoax or stating that asymptomatic carriers simply do not exist, and they cannot be forced to wear masks anywhere as citizens of the United States. I'll tell you another
1: reason I hate masks. Most child molesters love them. When George Floyd was saying, I can't breathe, and then he died, and now we're wearing a mask, and we say, I can't breathe, but we're being forced to wear it anyway. Yeah. Okay. So uh, I selectively edited that. I'm gonna just admit up front, I did. I took out all the new, most of the news sections of it, and went cut to just the interview portions of it, are with that are an eight year old boy, who has clearly uh, been fed a bunch of information from his parents, and they yeah. regurgitates that uh, as if it's his own thoughts, which it clearly is not. Um, and I just like to say to all of uh, all of you flyover countryers who say we don't want the gays teaching our kids because they're going to indoctrinate them in their lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. This kid is
0: indoctrinated. That kid's pretty
1: it? goddamn indoctrinated. Uh, and the second one, the old lady who, again, is on Facebook and really shouldn't be. Grandma, just turn off the computer. Um, and is getting fed nothing but stories about pedophiles everywhere. Yeah, and how uh, now she's getting no mask, corona pedophiles, and it's just merging into this uh, menagerie of uh, pedophiles started Corona to make us wear masks because they love masks. And the last lady, who... I want to kill everybody who is at that uh, that rally. I literally just want to march them all up to the guillotine. Maybe not the kid. Maybe the kid could be saved. Re-education camp for him. Um, but that last lady, to somehow compare... You wearing a mask and how that is oppressive to your rights to George Floyd saying, I can't breathe after having an officer sit on his neck, knee on his neck for nine minutes. Fuck you. Fuck you and your whole fucking family. And I hope you get Corona and I hope that they all die. I hope that Corona runs rampant through your family with such force that it ends your bloodline because only that will be an apt And give justice to what you have said here today. Well, then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And I think the same about everybody who I see out there without masks. I hope you get corona. I hope that your entire family gets it and that they all die out. So that your bloodlines will cease. Let me me say this. Throw a little chlorine in the gene pool here and get rid of these maskers. Uh, And if I could get my hands on some of the coronavirus, I would come to your house and I would spray... You and your children in the face with a water bottle full of Corona water. So that was uh, too harsh and controversial, wasn't it? The, on the other side of the
0: same exact argument, <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, in the in the uh, immigration camps. That are oh yes happening
1: yes. in this country right I'm now. Sorry, I don't want you to mischaracterize them, Corey. They are concentration camps, <laughs> a place that we are concentrating illegals in. Well, what makes it a lot like concentration camps
0: is the fact that they're now doing forced sterilization at oh. some of these locations. Yes, so yes. Uh, that is very Joseph Mengele of the whole thing, <sighs> and we're so worried and tied into the pedophiles are getting an advantage here here or. George Floyd can't breathe and I can't breathe, so this is exactly the same fucking situation. And we're ignoring the idea that right now the U.S. government is in charge of taking away reproductive rights from people who come into this country illegally for no other reason than they came into this country illegally. Like, I I can't even... And listen, I can't even begin to process. And again, just going back to this fact, just... One of the first days that students went back to the University of Alabama, there was more cases at the University of Alabama than Canada, the entire country of Canada. Yep. Like, how... They haven't had a death in a while. They just had a... I just saw a story. I can't remember how long it's been, but it was like, you know, two weeks ago or something like that. They had zero deaths. Yep. For a stretch, right? Yeah. Yeah. For a a couple days, there was no deaths. The cases are an all-time low. They didn't even allow baseball into the country because they're like your plans are not (laughs) indicative with our plans so the blue jays (laughs) play in buffalo (laughs) because they can't go to canada and it is it's shocking to me that people are what, what i think what bothers me most about it to your point is that the people who don't wear the mask and go out there and act like idiots yeah don't seem to get sick as much.
1: No. And it yeah. burns me up. That's I why we like, need to <laughs> expose I feel that. that. I, feel like,
0: I feel like I've known people who were like, I played by all the rules. I went to one cafe on the sidewalk and I ate for 20 minutes without my mask. And I got, and I got it. Bill Plaschke of the LA Times wrote up a whole thing where he's just like, I literally did everything. I didn't even go to the grocery store. My daughter went to the grocery store for me. Mm-hmm. And then I went out they were allowing the, the eating outside and I went out and I had a, a meal with some friends and we were all distanced and Corona. we all thought we did everything correctly and he got coronavirus. Yep. And uh, you know, again, you never know. Like it, one moment where you have your guard down could be the moment that you get it. Yep. The one time where you walk into the elevator without your mask and you're like, Oh, I'll be fine. And then another guy walks in without his mask and he coughs and you're done. Like I, I just, to me, it's so amazing that like, it it would be so much easier if everyone who was denying it got sick because yes. i feel like it would just make this whole thing
1: so you're supporting my plan to fill a bottle with corona water and then spray it in people i'm not faces. i'm not supporting in the, the part where we children i'm not, not
0: supporting that. the part where we actively increase ca- the case count by by well, forcing listen, these people to get Trump it because it's looking
1: at sweden and saying look at what they did and they did it successfully and they did it cost them like 4% of their population was sick and dead, but they've ended it by just purposefully infecting everybody for now. I mean, yes, for now, (laughs) it's not like it gets cold in Sweden and everyone's going to be forced inside at some point, right? (laughs) That's not a thing that happens in Sweden. Yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah. So, uh, I forgot what I was going to say and it was very important. Uh, something about infecting children with coronavirus. I can't remember. Um, Anyway, it's should a bad situation.
0: On, should we move on to Bill Barr? Uh, yeah, I, I
1: <laughs> wanted more to... more shocking <laughs> disgraceful news. I wanted to find a way to, to gracefully move into Bill Barr. Uh, but nonetheless, yes, Bill Barr. Here you go. Uh, Bill Barr, who is the, as I'll re- uh, remind everyone, the Attorney General of the United States, which is supposed to make him the people's attorney. Yes. Uh, is suggesting that... The prosecutor should consider sedition as a charge for those who protest police violence. So, for those of you who may not understand, he is essentially saying.
0: I seem to remember there being a sedition act at one point. Is Alien okay? and sedition <laughs> yeah, is act, that, actually.
1: Yes, yes. Does
0: that yes. have anything to do with this thing? I'm a little bit loose on the term sedition. Maybe you can help fill it in.
1: Yeah, well, uh, so the Alien Sedition Act was ruled by the Supreme Court to be illegal because we couldn't generalize and say that just because you were from a foreign country meant that you were here trying to be a spy. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, or, or, So, sedition uh, is generally used as the opposite of, a, of being a traitor. Someone who's a traitor is someone who is from this country and overtly trying to uh, end the country. I'm from here, but
0: I work with Russia to help bring down America from the inside. Yes, and
1: sedition has historically been, you're from Russia, but you come here, immigrate to be a citizen or to fit in with society, but then try to bring it down. So that's why the Alien and Sedition Act was meant to, like, hey, you're from somewhere else and you're trying to bring down our country, so we're going to boot you home. Yeah. In the 20th century, sedition and and treason kind of got melded together as a more of a uh, manslaughter and murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, if you try to kill the president, that's treason. If you spray children in the face with coronavirus, maybe just sedition. (laughs) Um, But apparently also, if you go out and protest police violence against... Uh, a, part, a race of people who are citizens of the United States also sedition because reasons. Yeah. Uh, perhaps that um, it is part of the fabric of America to abuse black people or for the police to abuse black people. Therefore, to protest against that is just anti-American. Yeah. That's the only thing that makes sense to me. So the last time we had a large-scale sedition well, I'm not going to say the last time because it happened uh, after World War One. It happened during the Depression. Um, I think they tried to use sed- the Sedition Act during the Civil Rights Act, the Civil Rights protest. Yeah. Uh, but successfully, uh, the last successful type sedition was during the Civil War, where eleven states broke away, uh, and they said that is seditious because you couldn't use the word treason. When they were trying to be their own country. Yeah. Yeah. We don't care about you. We just want to be our own country. And they're like, that's not treason because you're not threatening our country, but it's sedition against, um, the country you're supposed to be part of. Yes. So Bill Barr is essentially saying there's a civil war going on and there are people acting as if there's a civil war. So we need to treat them like there's a civil war. And I don't think you want to play that game, Bill Barr. Um... Yeah, I don't think you want to play that game. That I'll just leave it at that. I'm I'm bordering on sedition as it is, so we should <laughs> be careful.
0: <laughs> I, it it's just a batshit crazy time because this person is our attorney general. Yes. Uh, and I don't know what you got to do to be impeached around
1: here <laughs> to be. Well thrown you thrown out of office here. I mean like as I say, you can't I don't think you could impeach I think you can impeach Barr. High crimes and misdemeanors. So you'd have to find a crime.
0: I mean, I'm sure we could find something lying around here.
1: If it they didn't stick it on Trump, I doubt they're gonna stick it yeah, on Bill Barr. So. He's following the instructions of the president.
0: Yeah.
1: All I'm saying, people, is uh,
0: Using Using taxpayer money to defend himself against a sexual harassment lawsuit that happened before he even started running for
1: president? At the instruction of the president. So he... Bill Barr has the... Um, uh, what's that Nuremberg defense again? Um, I was just following orders. Yeah. Yes. It's the thing that bad cops say. I was just following <laughs> orders. Uh, and they do so unironically. Uh, I guess not realizing that that was what Nazis said at yeah. Nuremberg. Um, all I'm saying is uh, a week ago I said... Something along the lines of maybe if they're going to keep acting this way, we should just keep killing them. Is that fair to say? A fair, yes. fair uh, uh, conclusion I mean, to d- that statement? You know,
0: uh, and it has uh, many of a stream of controversial statements from Rob. <laughs> uh, like spring
1: children in the face with coronavirus?
0: Yeah, that's, uh, that's up there, too. It's in there. It's up in the greatest hits of controversial <laughs> Rob statements. Uh, but... <laughs> I did. By I the did, way, I'm running for president. <laughs> watching for America. <laughs> Donate freely. Uh, yeah. You know the 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 thing that that did make me uh, pique my eye. We didn't talk about this beforehand, but did pique my eye uh, a little bit was how at this moment where two deputies were shot. Yes, could have been the moment where you said, you know, like okay tensions are really high Mm -hmm. you know cops have done some bad things people have done some bad things now let's try and let's try and focus on this one bad guy This one bad guy Mm -hmm. and we'll uh we'll try and bring this community together in some sort of way sure sure instead not do that no instead uh the la sheriff's department was tweeting out pretty racist shit (laughs) yep (laughs) trying to get people to get in on the hundred thousand dollar reward that they had and has Polarize shit even more. So uh it it's amazing how uh you know, like whenever whenever uh something bad has happened in this country, we really rally around the historically. The,
1: historically. Yes. I'm yes. saying
0: like, you know, when Katrina happened. Yeah. You know, everyone was just like, oh, fucking New Orleans. We can't you know, we have to rebuild. It, it's it's except,
1: too important. It, except for Kanye. Well, George Bush didn't care about black people.
0: Well, he was making a statement about the, the politics of the situation. Amazing how much has changed. Oh, weird.
1: <laughs> Super weird. Yeah. Um,
0: no, but I mean, like, you know, everyone was just like, oh, we you know, love New Orleans, support New Orleans, let them rebuild everything regarding like that. And, you know, it was like really the whole country came together mm-hmm. in that moment. It's happened in Houston and New York and various different places where awful things have happened before. Uh, and rarely do, do you see it where like the mayor of New Orleans comes out afterwards and he's just like, you're like, hey, yo. I'm going I'm to ruin this situation.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, I thought you were going to I hear this, you have our sympathy. Now, here's our disgust. <laughs> I thought you were going to go the other direction no. uh, about that. Because uh, and I think maybe it's on my mind. Did you ever see Queen and Slim? No,
0: but that was on my list of things to see, and that was pre. Yes. Corona. I, I was I was
1: working at the time. I think I was on yeah. the feature at the time when that was out. Highly recommend it. Yeah. Watch it yesterday, uh, and I don't want to. I'm not going to give away anything. About, I mean, if you you understand what it, it's about, so yeah. it's uh, there's a traffic stop going wrong, cop gets killed, and then they basically go on the run together. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's their first date, which is awesome. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, so. There are some actions taken in their name, which they then publicly say, this is not what we intended, which is at the time a very pro-police thing to say. And then they are, it, it doesn't end well. Yeah. Uh, and um, I just, I go into that and I say, no matter what, no matter what we as a society do, they will continue to murder people. Uh, and even given the opportunity of a moment to say, you know what? There's been a bad history, uh, but can you be on our side that we lost members of our police department and we are fully on board with, uh, you know, funding changes and making changes in the department, but we need to find this guy and this can, or this person, and this could bring us together and, and find that rally point. And for them just to be like, no, fuck y'all. Mm. Yeah, we're going to say a bunch of racist stuff and try to rile the community up instead. I feel like everything I said last week is justifi- justified. Justified. I wouldn't say justified. I mean, but, yeah, of course <laughs> you wouldn't, but uh, I say that it's justified. So.
0: But, uh, yeah, moving on. Anywho.
1: I hey, know uh, moving on, because I just I want to make it clear that uh, last week I said what I said. You should go to last week's episode and check it out. This week I called for uh, children to be sprayed in the face with coronavirus um, if they've been indoctrinated. Uh, whole families, actually. Uh, ending bloodlines. Uh, I'm talking yeah. about some real medieval shit. I want bloodlines ended. Uh, chlorine in the gene pool, if you will. And I just want everyone to be prepared for next week because if Bill Barr said some shit about sedition this week, it's only (laughs) going to get worse in the next week when they nominate somebody. I'll take you back to the beginning of this episode. Uh, Nominate, conflagrate, confirm, burn. Uh, And if you're going to be charged with sedition... Next, Next week
0: when it's Roseanne has been nominated to the Supreme Court of the United States... And Rob has, Trump
1: ain't uh,
2: never going <laughs> to nominate Roseanne.
1: Uh, oh, Roseanne, yeah. yeah. Who's the one? Rosie O'Donnell's the one he doesn't like. Right. Yes, yeah, so it wouldn't be Rosie O'Donnell. Roseanne got concerned. canceled because of her Trump That's support. right, yeah. yes. Uh, so maybe it would be fucking Roseanne. Um, if she does get nominated, or any of these other racist people that he's likely to put up, uh, I'm just going to say, if you're already going to be charged with sedition for protesting, give him a reason to charge you with sedition. <laughs> uh, I can think of a few things. I won't. Put them out here on yeah. this format. but uh, Use your imagination. The Anarchist <laughs> Cookbook, widely available online. <laughs> so just saying. That could give you some ideas. So, sports ball, shall we? Oh, wait. I didn't even have that queued up. It's all uh, right. It's all yeah. right. I to it quickly.
0: <laughs> and just super quick, just a little palate cleanser here at the end. Uh, because... The so revolution will not
1: be palate cleansed, Corey. <laughs> so,
0: so much of this, so much of this week has been awful, uh, and so much of this year has been awful, and so much of everything has been awful. Uh, let let us at least take a moment because in 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 earlier times, if the Orioles were had the potential of making the playoffs in the last week of the season, we'd talk about it here. Oh, and,
1: and if they were doing 23 and 31 at any point <laughs> in the season, we would have been very excited about that.
0: The the Orioles are, believe it or not, 4 games out Woo. uh as of before recording when I last checked the standings. Um oh, and the the, the
1: the division leading Tampa Bay Rays. Yeah. Uh, you're over doing. the
0: Yankees, over the Yankees. Um but it 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 seems unlikely with the 4 games left in the in the year that that the Orioles will be able to come back. And I'm not saying it's going to happen, but uh, we have three games left with Toronto, who's in front of us, Mm -hmm. for that last playoff spot, and the four games that they play before us is the Yankees, and the three games we play before Toronto is Boston, and Boston is one of the worst teams in the league, and the Yankees are a playoff team, so... I mean, is there a way that you sweep Toronto and you get one more win in Boston than they do in New York, and all of a sudden you're in the
1: final playoff spot? Split I mean, those like things are, and you don't need to sweep. Uh, oh, I guess you do because every win basically bumps you up two games, right? Because it bumps them down a game and you up a game.
0: Well, you get the full game just on the rather win, rather than half. Game, yeah, right. Rather than having to worry about what they do on the other end,
1: but you. You have mean, to basically sweep because you have to catch up the full game plus.
2: Right. Plus and, and I, up and
0: down. And I mean, like, you know, it, it, it's, again, not likely, but uh, this is a weird fucking year. Miami might make the playoffs. Yeah. They're right in the thick of it.
1: Uh, never, also, I mean, you could uh, you could get a series win, right? And then if they do really poorly in New York, still. I really,
0: I really think you need, I mean, if they got swept by the Yankees, then yeah. that would help. But I mean, like, uh, at this point, I think you have to really concern yourself with, winning as many games as you can in Boston in, in hopes to at least get one more game than they to get in New York, yeah. and then just sweep them to finish up the year. Because yeah. if you do, and yeah. the Angels, and I can't remember who else is in front of them, uh, but in between us and Toronto, you know, if we all hold steady, basically, or if they hold steady, then... We could get in, and and that's just in, in exciting things because this team was not expected to be very good, or and they Corey let me somehow make it... managed to be close enough to still be in the thick of it at the end of the season. make
2: a
1: suggestion to you. Yeah, Tampa Bay road trip, spray bottles full of coronavirus. <laughs> what do you think? Is
0: that that see now you're taking you're taking this too far because they did nothing. They're not anti-maskers. They're fine. They're <laughs> <laughs> Now I think you just want to do it because you want to sow a little chaos. I don't even think it's a political statement of this do point. Do I <laughs>
1: look like the kind of guy who has a plan? I just do things. <laughs> so there's that.
0: Uh, next week we'll know whether or not the Orioles made the playoffs or or not, and probably not, but,
1: you know, worth mentioning. Uh, the Ravens, of course, two weeks in, looking great. How are you feeling about that bet that you would have placed on the Orioles at the beginning of the year? A thousand to one or whatever? I mean, I would be... I would probably be watching every single game with a little bit more
0: anxiousness, but yeah. uh, I don't think I don't think it's likely that the Orioles, even if they made the playoffs, would go very far in the playoffs, and that was always been a concern. Yeah, but I also said I think at the time, like you never know what the fuck's gonna happen. Maybe just somebody gets sick right before you play them. Yep, and uh, maybe somebody gets sprayed in the face with a water bottle
1: and they're, like <laughs> strange liquid. I don't know.
0: I I think that. What is going to be fascinating, though, is the the MLB playoffs are sort of doing like a mixed bubble situation. Yeah. So the AL is going to play the opening rounds in uh, Dodger Stadium and in San Diego and the final in San Diego, while the oh. National League is going to play in Arlington and uh, somewhere else. I can't remember. But the fin- the World Series will happen in Arlington, so right. it won't be traveling around kind of thing anymore.
1: Oh, so a, a semi-bubble, not, nec- yeah. not the
0: NBA. but No, uh, not the full yeah. shutdown and bubble situation, but sort of a, a mini-bubble where a couple teams are all in the same location. Yeah. Um, You know, it, it could be very interesting. And, and you know, I, I wouldn't necessarily rule anything. You know, weirder things have happened. Yeah. For instance, uh, w- w- if I made you guess what the Stanley Cup Finals is right now, mm-hmm. you're very you're not a hockey fan at all i'm not you have a casual understanding of the teams and the cities that are involved so stanley
1: cup is major league soccer national hockey league auto racing (laughs) i'm trying to remember it's not really a sport what was it which sport is it hockey hockey oh hockey right okay it's the world's most famous trophy so is it yeah isn't, isn't the, the Stanley Cup? Isn't the World uh, Cup trophy the world's most famous trophy?
0: But that one circulates. They make a new one every time.
1: Uh, no, there was one stolen in 1977. That's... Well, I know,
0: but hypothetically, if you go to Brazil and you look at all their World Cups, <laughs> yes, it's, just they like, have the... it's just like five of them in a yes. whatever it is, four or five of them in like a <laughs> display case somewhere. You know, like The Stanley Cup is one trophy that you get.
1: Well, whoever that Stanley guy was was real famous, I guess. Yeah, Lord Stanley. Oh, he was a Lord? Yeah. Well, that makes sense because (laughs) reasons.
0: He bought the cup. That's why his name is on it. Ah, okay.
1: (laughs) I know so much about hockey. So given that, let me say uh, hockey is a winter sport. So I'm going to assume New York Mm -hmm. versus... A Canadian team, I don't know, but maybe somebody from Saskatchewan or Alberta. Are there <laughs> any hockey teams there? Like Calgary? Calgary, yes, yeah. yes. Calgary versus New York, but not City. That's too far south. Maybe Buffalo. So Is Buffalo versus? Sabres versus Flames. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Is that right? Calgary Flames? Yeah. Hey, there I pulled somewhere. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, that would be a pretty good guess. And I think I imagine a lot of people would say something like that. Cold weather places. Yes in the stanley cup final yes uh but interestingly enough it is tampa versus dallas in the stanley cup final and i mentioned it for no other reason I, I haven't really been watching the playoffs that much i watched the caps get eliminated and then i was just like i'm done with this uh <laughs> and then i saw that golden knights were still in it in the western conference finals and i watched like a quarter of the game mm-hmm. or a period and i was just like oh they're losing never mind <laughs> i'm done so uh, I don't really know exactly who's favored or anything like that, but just the idea that it's Tampa versus Dallas like filled my mind with all these ama- amazing possibilities. Of like, if I told you that the 100 meter relay, like the in the world in the in the Olympics, <laughs> yes, was yeah. Bjorn Jorgensen versus Vitali Karolinko, yeah. you would be like, that doesn't sound right. <laughs> Like that's not a, That's not two
1: 100-meter run. Was there like, some sort of incident that yeah. happened in earlier heat? Where is Usain Bolt and yes. what did you do with him?
0: He like, would just be like, this doesn't make a lot of fucking sense. I don't think there's ever been a Russian who's ever made it anywhere close to the 100-meter finals.
1: Here's what I'm going to say, and I just realized it right now. Uh, I just joined QAnon. <laughs> so what you're telling me is that the Stanley Cup is Dallas versus Tampa Bay. Yeah. And... The World Series is going to be held in Arlington, Mm -hmm. part of the Arlington, Fort Worth, Dallas metroplex. Yeah. It's kind of like
0: Phoenix, where every city is just Phoenix. Yes. Like it's just all of Arizona is Phoenix. Yes. Uh, But technically, you're in Scottsdale, even though it's an hour and a half away from Phoenix, but it's still Phoenix. Phoenix. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Arlington's going to be the home of the World Series, and there's a chance it's the home of the Stanley Cup. Yeah, close and enough, yeah. Tampa Bay is now somehow leading the AL East and they may end up playing a game in the World Series in Dallas, in Dallas Fort Worth Arlington. Yeah. I just joined QAnon. <laughs> that's enough. That's saying. enough. That's all the no, there's <laughs> that's all the things I need. I don't to- know how this benefits the Democrats or pedophiles or both, but I'll figure out how. And I'll bring it to you on the next episode. (laughs) But
0: if you're a sports fan, just take a little time this week, maybe, maybe as a distraction away from all the awfulness that is the world right now, and say to yourself, like, uh, you know, whatever your favorite sport is. I I did this for Roberto and and the World Cup. I was just like, what are the two most unlikely teams that could end up in the World Cup? Like, what if you were in a coma and you woke up and you were, they were just like, today's the World Cup final, and you like snapped out of the bed and you're just like, who's playing? And then somebody said, USA (laughs) versus Russia, and you're like. What? Neither one of them deserved to be there. <laughs> it's like when Jamaica had a bobsledding team. Like, you know, first the, of all, the, the unlikeliness of the whole thing. They is... worked
1: very hard, <laughs> and they absolutely deserved it. They didn't right? have
0: the benefit of snow.
1: Yes, they, <laughs> they still they, made it happen. They didn't even have snow. They had to sit in a freezer. <laughs> the guy snapped off his dreadlock. Uh, get in, uh, Feel the rhythm. Feel the rhyme.
2: Get on down.
1: <laughs> Bob See, they had a nice little chime, uh, yeah. rhyming thing. Yeah, I'm not saying it's that. Nice. I'm not saying that
0: Jamaica is excluded from the Winter Olympics. I'm just sure. saying that when things like this happen, unlikely. it's very unlikely and Fair it's enough. very fun. So you know, think about think about what your most unlikely matchups are because I'd love to hear it. I'd love to hear somebody's like, <laughs> um, it'd be like if you said like the cricket finals are this weekend and it's Albuquerque versus Sheboygan and you're for just the like, world, yeah, world the world cricket? cricket championship and you're just like no no, no. <laughs> australian rules rugby is uh brazil versus <laughs>
1: hmm
0: versus mexico and you're just like
1: no eh. no
0: i mean it could happen i guess i don't know it just seems i don't
1: know anything it about seems rugby. unusual yes <laughs> uh <let laughs> that me... the
0: australian rules rugby
1: would be some <laughs> two south american <laughs> central american countries <laughs> something that's not uh as unlikely though uh Kansas City and Baltimore, both doing really well in the start of their uh, yes. their seasons. Likely to be uh, AFC Championship. That would be nice. Looking at a preview of the AFC Championship again. Yeah, Monday? Yeah. yeah. And uh, just as a quick
0: note, uh, we may, uh, we're still deciding this, but we may push our record date to Tuesday next week so that we can get in post-debate. Uh, well, for
1: two reasons. One, uh, Kansas City Baltimore. Yeah, watch the Ravens nice. game yeah. on Monday night. And uh, also then Tuesday is the debate. And while I don't care, um, and I think that uh, you should uh, set your ballot aflame before dropping it in. <laughs> don't do that. That's <laughs> That's a that's a that's,
0: that's a crime a actually.
1: Crime. <laughs> yeah. I am um, uh, not going to I'm likely to not vote. Hypothetically. <laughs> Hypothetically, you could set your ballot aflame and then drop it in the mailbox. Uh, Corey is very invested. Because he thinks that there's hope for the Republic while I'm just waiting for the Guillotines and the White Terror to start. So it's
0: not so much the the I, I'm I'm hopeful or anything like that. It's just that if we record a show on Monday and mm-hmm. then they have a debate on Tuesday, pretty much everything we say on the show on Monday just feels kind of null and void at that point. So
1: Well, here's here's a preview of So what we're, it's like what, why don't we wait one more day so we can include the debate coverage into it and then I'm gonna give you a preview of the debate. <laughs> uh or the post debate discussion. Uh, Joe Biden, factually accurate on everything, lost the debate because Trump's like, <laughs> and they're like, how dismissive he was. It was powerful. It was powerful how he dismissed. We made good, good gifts today. Actual <laughs> facts and evidence do not matter to the American people. Joe who Biden's ha- out of touch. Who
0: has the best gift?
1: Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, Give Game strong. Yeah. Uh, again, little chlorine. <laughs> the uh, the old gene pool would be very nice you know where else gift game strong uh where's that
0: oh the anthem.com cordy the anthem.
1: ooh cory at oh the anthem.com
0: oh, the anthem on facebook twitter instagram and yeah. the listener line 443-219-7595 5, 5. what's the number again 443-219-7595 4, 4, 5, 5. did you see how i dipped into roberto there where i was just ooh. like in the middle of the line and i messed it up and i'm like yes yeah uh <laughs> he's not listening he's got his headphones on um playing warzone you can find more of me at my website, CoryBakerFilmmaker.com, Facebook.com forward slash CoryBakerFilm and at LegendCV5 on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, working on new video stuff, but I swear it's coming. I, 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 I've, I'm I taking more of a thousand yard view on this thing. So mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, be ready for it. Fast and Furious when it comes. Uh, not the movie, just, you know, the, the content. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, check out my website in the meantime.
1: Yep, uh, Corey's taking that thousand year view on it, so uh, <laughs> you know. All I'm thinking about all I think
0: about is like, uh uh, what if I'm what if I'm Scorsese one
2: <laughs> I don't wanna
0: I don't wanna be going into a meeting with Disney and they just went like So we saw your Milan review
1: and I'm just like mm, okay. Well I'll see myself out. <laughs> did you post a Mulan review? <laughs> no. Oh, wait. I thought you did. We talked about Mulan. I thought you were gonna post a review about it.
0: Yeah, I uh I recorded one and thought better
1: of it. So, mm. funny thing about that: every man movie review continues <laughs> two reviews per week. No matter In fact, what, this Thursday, Mulan. Mulan review. So you can make sure you check that out. Uh, I also just did a review of some older movies, Richard Jewell. Uh, a vivarium has been up recently. Palm Springs has been up recently. They've been two very popular ones. And uh, I have an American Pickle coming up. I got Queen and Slim coming up in the next few episodes, so make sure you check that out. Everyman Movie Review on social media, uh, and you can find it on my YouTube channel, youtube.com forward slash Rob Cheek, where you can also find other videos and fun stuff that I do. Uh, website, RobertAndCheek.com. all social media, at Robert cheek. I also, of course, do the, uh, Rob Explains, which is a daily podcast about things, stuff that I find interesting, weird, random. Uh, And you can learn a little something, have a little, uh, I would say it was a water cooler conversation, but we don't have a water cooler anymore. So a little uh, pre-Zoom call conversation (laughs) about like, hey, did you hear about this thing? Let me tell you and make you sound smart. That's what it's for. Uh, So yeah, while Corey takes the thousand year view, I'm producing a brand new podcast episode every single day, two movie reviews every single week, something new on social media every single day as well. So, uh, yeah, if you're looking for new content, you know where to go. Come find Rob. Hey. All right. Well, I think we've done good here today. We've done something. I don't know if it's good. Oh, by the way, also, uh, TikTok is here to stay for the time being. So you can find Corey on TikTok at LegendCB5. Mm -hmm. Yep. Uh, Robert and Cheek on TikTok. And I would tell you to go check out uh, RTO.AZN on TikTok, but uh, he doesn't make any content. So (laughs) what's the point? Oh, I'm sorry. RTOAZN. So you can go follow him for the empty profile. I'm sorry. No, the two videos of (laughs) my friend speaking Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So join him for that. So go ahead. One more time.
0: I think we've done good here today.
1: Oh, I think we've done excellent. Here today. <laughs> we've done something. I don't know if it's good. But as always, you're listening to the OD Anthem podcast, part of the OD Anthem digital network, of which Rob Explains is a part. Make sure you check that out. For Corey, this is Rob. Have a great week, everybody. AC Blast Off.